Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Rich Swerbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative. I want to thank you all for taking some time out of your afternoon or late morning, depending on what part of the country you're in, uh, to join us for a special presentation on our TMC Connect platform, um, where we're going to go through uh, the top takeaways uh, of capital markets leaders from a survey conducted by uh, one of our discussion leaders today that I'll introduce here in a moment. Uh, this is part of our TMC Connect network through which we do a lot of things like this, um, real-time presentations, workshops, networking groups, uh, educational sessions uh, centered around the most relevant real-time content um, that our members are seeking. Moving on to uh, this afternoon's presentation, um, we're going to go through the results of a survey that uh, I'll let Tom talk about here in a moment, but to provide some really uh, valuable insight into the mortgage industry, uh, the current state, where the mindset of lenders is. Uh, this is a survey I was fortunate enough to participate in uh, in my years as a lender. Um, and have been using the feedback um, for many years to uh, help guide decisions I was making, uh, either if it was as a lender or here with TMC. Um, and uh, with no further ado, I want to introduce the architect of that survey, Tom Lamafa, the president of TSL Consulting. Tom, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate that. And it's a pleasure for me to join TMC Connect uh, for a very first time. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to discuss a project, a survey research project uh, that I conduct twice a year and have been doing so since 2008. So we've got a 12-year history and it's conducted every six months. Um, I conduct the surveys on a face-to-face -face basis up until this year uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, uh, the uh, twice-a-year uh, events are at the Secondary Market Conference, MBA's conference, in every May, and then again in October at the annual convention. And uh, I, as I say, I've been doing this for a long time uh, because it allows me something that is otherwise often unavoidable or, or difficult to ascertain. And that is to get a handle on the industry's thinking and expectations and trying to measure that in a scientifically sampled way. Uh, my, just very briefly, I have been in mortgage finance on the research side for the past 40 plus years. Um, I cut my teeth at, after graduate school um, where I studied housing economics. I went to work for MGIC. I spent a little more than a decade there. Then I joined a lender, uh, followed by a Wall Street firm before hitching up with an economist from Freddie Mac, who I spent the next 17 years um, in a consulting capacity doing different studies on the mortgage banking industry. Uh, my focus uh, was in those last years was really on the brokerage community, mortgage brokers, 
on, on correspondent lenders. I think that most of you on this call are in one of those categories. Um, and, um, and then studying the revenue and expense structure uh, by channel for the mortgage banking industry. So I looked at, at retail costs and expenses separate from uh, correspondent or broker or uh, consumer direct. Um, so that's my background and that's what really has allowed me to do this project. I suspect there are a few other people in the industry that can do it, uh, but I, uh, I am one of those. And my reason is, my reason for being able to do this, of course, is having been in the industry as long as I have. I've accumulated a lot of contacts like Rich, like Lloyd, um, who I have learned from and uh, communicated with over not just years, but in most cases, uh, decades. Uh, my hope uh, today is that we can conclude uh, with Give it by providing a, a better appreciation of the richness of this business um, and also an understanding of a resource that connects you with the thinking and expectation of your industry on an array of important issues and topics. Um, with that preamble, um, allow me to talk a little bit about the survey itself. Uh, you already know that it has a 12-year history. Um, the methodology up until this year was really to set up meetings at the two conferences that I mentioned and to meet face-to-face, -face, reading the questions in the questionnaire uh, to the people that I met, meet with. Um, that's basically the methodology uh, and the process that I go through when I do this study. Uh, the important, an important component, maybe the most important component, and what gives this great credibility is the panel of experts that have been employed to get feedback from. I have been very circumspect in creating a microcosm, a mini if you will, of the lender community that are part of the Mortgage Bankers Association. Uh, this is therefore anything but a random survey. Uh, the survey is intra-industry and uh, for that reason it has some power in giving us clues as to what the industry is thinking and expecting. The panel of experts uh, really ha all come from contacts that I've had over the decades. Um, they're all senior officers of their uh, lending lender. Uh, all of them have been in the industry for decades. Uh, they come from different parts of the industry, operations, capital markets, finance, and a fair number of them, particularly at the convention, are CEOs and presidents of their firm. Um, that way I get a blanket sense of whether there are distinct differences uh, among, the, those, among those surveyed. Um, the other thing that I'm very careful about is that this, in an effort to create a microcosm, looks at the two major groupings within the industry commercial banks on the one hand, and 
independent mortgage bankers on the other. As you probably know, about 55% of aggregate production comes from independents, independent mortgage companies, the remainder are from banks. And while that, those percentages can vary uh, from product to product, that's the general market share split. And as a result, uh, in an effort to get scientifically sampled results, half of the, those that are surveyed are from commercial banks, the other half from independent uh, firms. And that way I can compare and contrast if there are significant differences. Uh, the most recent survey consisted of 78 questions covering uh, a wide uh, array of issues. Um, and in a few minutes, I will go back and take a look at the sections. We can look at the survey itself. Uh, you now have in front of you information as to who the respondents were uh, and the size of the firms. Uh, the uh, median production among the firms was, as you see there, $5 billion for both groups. And uh, uh, about half, just a little less than half of them, uh, of the panel lenders originate only in the retail channel. Um, the balance are operating in two or more channels. Uh, the uh, questions are questions that I accumulate from conference to convention. Uh, and uh, uh, this, in the most recent uh, survey, there were 78 questions. Um, the questionnaire is generally grouped by type of questions asked. And we'll look at that in a little bit greater detail um, now. Um, if you have a copy, and I assume all of you have copies of the, of the survey, um, you will see that there are different groupings. For example, the initial five questions in the survey all deal with COVID. Uh, and then from there, we go into hedging and questions about the primary market, about forbearance, uh, about the GSEs, etc. Uh, there's a lot of information on both housing markets as well as, as mortgage markets. Uh, what I look for in this is a sense of consensus. Is there consensus in the responses to these questions? Um, or is there a lack of uh, consensus? Um, that's real important because it tells us about areas of agreement within the industry. And uh, uh, I, I, as well as the MBA, who also looks closely at this survey, uh, really want to know where those areas of agreement and disagreement uh, reside. Thanks, Tom. Um, before we move forward, I did want to uh, introduce uh, another good friend of our network. And this survey was sponsored by our good friends and partners at MGIC. And uh, we're lucky to have their director of capital markets, Lloyd San, on the phone. Lloyd, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Rich. Appreciate it. And we're going to have, uh, in about 20 minutes here, after we go through the findings, uh, we're going to have Lloyd pose some questions to 
Tom, but uh, Lloyd, we'd love it if you could uh, explain briefly for our audience uh, your role at MGIC and uh, uh, anything as it pertains to this survey. Sure. My, uh, thanks, Rich, and uh, thank you to the Mortgage Collaborative team for having us. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, my role at MGIC is multifaceted. Uh, we get involved in uh, matchmaking services, certainly uh, monitoring the marketplace for any trends, opportunities, uh, also assisting lenders uh, or, in this case, members for any type of opportunities relative to products or programs they may be looking for, or in some cases, if they're IMBs, warehouse lines, or in some cases, if they're banks or credit unions, sometimes they're looking to expand their marketplace or market presence in certain markets, so we get involved in that as well. Uh, we also help out in placements of difficult loans uh, that are hard to place. It's, I call the scratch and debt market the Wild West, and you had a great uh, great presentation from a group that uh, specialized in that area, but we do assist clients for that uh, particular service. We do everything in our power to enhance the overall mortgage insurance relationship with MGIC. Uh, that's basically my role and my connection with Tom is like uh, Tom had indicated in his introduction is we have uh, really aligned ourselves a lot over the years and I've actually seen Tom in action doing these uh, surveys and uh, a lot has to do with the kind of connecting the dots of what's going on in the marketplace. Sometimes Tom will have uh, certainly a high level um, uh, certainly a, a high level of what's going on in the marketplace or a macro view, as I call it. And uh, I deal with all levels uh, from the origination on up uh, through the sale of in the secondary market and some of the pain points that lenders are seeing. So we have a nice connectivity there in terms of uh, our relationship and, and certainly our uh, bond relative to MGIC where uh, Tom started in the business. So uh, it's, it's a great opportunity and really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity here to uh, discuss his survey a little bit, uh, you know, more in depth if we get that opportunity in terms of time. Uh, but I have a battery of questions for him toward the end of uh, Tom's presentation. Thanks, Lloyd. Uh, so let's Thank get you. back to it. Um, so, Tom, as you see here on the screen, uh, the top takeaways um, from this version of the survey, if you could uh, guide us through um, the most notable findings. Okay, sure. I'd love that opportunity. Um, let me say first that I really had no preconceived notion as to what I was going to find because we are in such a period of uncertainty. And uh, um, so I came in with an open kind of a blank mind. And after having done 33 of these, raising 78 questions with 33 different individuals, I came up with uh, a couple of key, top, uh, key takeaways. And that the first of those, and probably the most important, is just how well the industry functioned during a difficult period. Uh, the industry almost overnight went from centralization and the home office with a field force to a decentralized uh, business model where virtually everyone, short of a handful, a skeleton crew, um, were operating out of the main office. Everyone else was decentralized. 
And yet there was a very smooth transition from the centralized to the decentralized model. Um, I was a bit surprised by that because we've never really had that occur on a national basis before. Um, so that was really the, a key finding. Um, the second key finding um, was that uh, people were satisfied with this decentralized model. Um, they were finding that productivity was not declining and in some senses, this is a, a, a prototype for what we may see as we move through the period of pandemic. Um, so all of this went pretty smooth and it went smoothly at a time when the industry was producing near record, if not record volumes of business. Uh, the combination of purchase activity and refinances was keeping everyone uh, operating at very near 100% capacity. And um, the strong demand coming from the primary market was creating a very profitable environment for lenders to operate in. Um, so those were the keys that I think uh, one could ascertain from combining all of the uh, all of the information from the survey. Um, you can see here that there are additional takeaways. I don't know if you want me to go through all of them, but certainly I can go through a few of these. Uh, uh, the most important, and this is one that, that really colors the environment in which we operate and which was addressed just as recently as yesterday by Fed Chairman uh, Powell, Federal Reserve Chairman Powell, um, and that has to do with the fact that this is going to be a, a slow recovery. Um, we cannot expect a, a V-shaped bounce uh, in the general economy, although at the same time, it appears that we are experiencing a V-shaped bounce in the housing and mortgage sector because of the high level of, of demand. Uh, those of you who get the uh, Wall Street Journal probably saw uh, an article uh, in the business section that dealt with the strength of demand in the New York um, City area or just actually outside of the New York area, uh, how people are buying second homes and, and, uh, and, and moving out of the city. Uh, so uh, that, uh, I, I think, is, is, it creates the background under which we operate. Uh, uh, I think that everyone is expecting the market to remain strong because of low interest rates and uh, a, a very supportive Fed. Uh, the overall uh, satisfaction, I think, with the uh, GSEs, uh, and we've had the GSEs for one reason or another received the, the lowest grades that they have. And that's one of those questions that's uh, perennially included um, in, the, uh, in, in the survey, just to give letter grades uh, to Fannie and Freddie for, um, their, for their involvement over the prior period. And, and so they got satisfactory grades, but uh, uh, there is some disagreement uh, and maybe 
uh, the grades that they received were colored in part by the questions that the FHFA director, Mark Calabria, has raised over establishing liquidity facilities for, for servicers. And that, that strikes obviously directly at, at the independent uh, mortgage companies. Uh, overall, satisfaction with the CARES Act and the PPP, uh, business is, is roughly split 50-50, although the expectation was a couple of weeks ago that we were going to see a slowing in the purchase market. Uh, it's not evident to me, having looked at um, rate locks uh, that are available to me, thanks to Optimal Blue, um, they have uh, indicated that year over year we are up substantially from last year. And so that suggests that the purchase market is uh, beginning to uh, uh, pick up after a, a slower March and April. Uh, the, the, the survey itself, I think, can uh, you'll see questions here dealing with uh, appraisals and uh, uh, those were um, a result of uh, some input from the Appraisal Institute uh, in terms of the questions that are submitted and asked. Uh, uh, five of them come on each survey from the sponsor, uh, and an additional five are derived from the MBA. I ask uh, the MBA uh, if they have questions to fold in, and uh, invariably I get five questions. Um, we've got uh, a number of, uh, of uh, pressing issues um, within the industry, the most important of which really involves forbearance and then the amount of credit risk that's outstanding in the FHA sector of the market. Um, the latter worries me because I do a monthly review of all the risk characteristics of FHA mortgages and uh, the risk layering that I see there um, is, is more than a little bit concerning, uh, both to myself and I think just to the, the industry in general. Um, and then layered on top of that, uh, we have uh, the whole question of forbearance. Uh, I deal with uh, the forbearance issue uh, in uh, questions 15 to 19. Uh, the questions that you're looking now real, really deal directly with the virus and how it has impacted operations. As you can see from the results, um, the industry has been impacted, uh, but not as much as many, many other industries that have not been able to operate on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, uh, happily, uh, the, uh, if you look at the results of question four, uh, revenue in the industry remains very strong. Uh, as I said before, profits are high. The spread between the primary and the secondary market, um, that spread is as wide as it has been uh, in a good long time. A little thinner than it was a month ago, but nonetheless, uh, uh, very wide. Wide enough, in fact, that absent uh, service release premiums, uh, profit per loan remains uh, very high. 
questions uh, eight uh, through well, we've got eight through ten really deal with the, the Fed. Uh, the questions from eleven through fourteen deal with different aspects of the purchase business. Um, and then this next section, as I mentioned a moment ago, it deals with forbearance questions uh, 15 to 19. I don't know that we need to go through all of those, uh, but um, uh, that is a concern. Uh, no one really has a very good handle on what the take-on rate of forbearance will be. Um, the industry, I think, is... Uh, uh, maybe a little overly optimistic, uh, my numbers, particularly for FHA borrowers, is, is substantially higher. Uh, the uh, section with questions from 21 through 28, um, they all deal with Fannie and Freddie, their performance, uh, how well the cash market uh, functioned uh, during the uh, pandemic period. Uh, then we go from there into questions uh, about house prices, home prices, um, and their expectations. Uh, a fair number, I think there's probably 14 or 15 of these questions that deal with expectations. And, and they deal with expectations really across the board. What do they expect relative to their production volume? Uh, what do they expect with the economy? Uh, the answer there is a recession, uh, certainly from a technical perspective. Uh, what kind of products are going to be uh, most in demand? What products are going to be out of demand? I think it's fair to say today that the uh, jumbo, uh, prime jumbo market uh, is anything but liquid. It's largely portfolio capacity today and the securities um, that were done last year and in prior years are less likely to be done um, this year. Um, the same can be said for the, uh, the non-QM market. Um, it appears to be quite liquid. Spreads have widened out uh, relative to conventional conforming product and investor demand is, if it exists at all, is, is quite tepid. Uh, the uh, next set of questions uh, deal with uh, government assistance programs and uh, the economy. Uh, you see my question that Janet Yellen uh, raised a couple of weeks ago about the risk of, of depression. Again, the uncertainty runs thick. Um, questions uh, 38 uh, through 41 are unique uh, as are the, to this survey, as are the questions about COVID. Um, a lot of the questions this time through were directed at, at the environment in which we operate. And I set aside 20 or 30 questions that I had accumulated and that would have been in this had we not uh, uh, experienced uh, this pandemic. Uh, but they, those questions all have to do with operating remotely. And it's from there that I see uh, how smoothly this transition was uh, uh, and how, how quickly it came to, came to pass. 
Um, the next section uh, deals with uh, secondary market issues. Uh, that's questions, what, 41 through 47. Um, yeah, uh, 42 through 47. And uh, uh, you can see what the responses were. Uh, the interest, two interesting questions in this grouping are 44 and 45. Uh, those were the only two questions where we had no affirmatives and all of the responses were negative. And that had to do with treasury sped, spreads, a recognition about how wide they were uh, compared to a more normal period. And then about Ginny Mae servicing and the fact that it was not getting a very solid bid these days. In fact, it wasn't even earning its own multiple when I did the survey in early May. Um, after that, as we move into question 52 through 56, we're talking about issues related to the FHFA, uh, particularly as I referenced earlier, Calabria's decision not to establish a liquidity facility. Uh, after uh, some questions about uh, the FHFA um, and risks attendant to that product, we move into uh, the section that deals with the types of business that they are producing. Um, you can see in question 61, for example, um, the percent of their business at that time through April, had that had been purchased business, uh, a, a mean of 47%, uh, a, a median of 41%. Um, and similar questions are asked uh, uh, for uh, specific products, uh, conventional conforming, FHA, uh, VA, and uh, non-agency jumbo. And, um, uh, you can see through those questions just what percent uh, of the industry is producing those. I always run those questions uh, uh, past the database that MBA assembles just to see how close they are into how strong my microcosm of the industry is. In general, uh, we're within a couple of percentage points in terms of refinance activity versus purchase versus GSEs, FHA production, etc. Uh, so th those those questions are always in there, um, as are the following two questions, 65 and 66, which have to do with the production channels they operate in. You can see from this that the average firm of the 33 was producing through two operating channels um, and the size of the firm, as we said, the median was 5 billion. Um, there are firms, the range of firms was tremendous from 75 million last year for a community, uh, community bank in the East Coast, uh, 85 million for a mortgage brokerage in Orange County, uh, to over $200 billion for um, uh, one of the two or three largest firms in the country. Again, my effort to get a cross-section of, uh, of the industry. Uh, the next set of questions 
are really just miscellany on um, questions 67 through 73 um, are, are cover a, a, a gamut of different issues. I won't try to get into any of those with particular relish unless we get into uh, uh, questions. And, uh, and then that last section, as was pointed out earlier, deals with appraisal issues. And the Appraisal Institute had asked me to give them a sense of what lenders were saying. I ended up with question 78, which was my blanket question. Uh, in many respects, uh, it's the question that deals with the uncertainty that we're surrounded by. And I asked about how long people thought the pandemic would linger and cause societal disruptions. As you can see from that, the mean was 24.2 months and 18 months on the median. So it would look based on senior mortgage banking executives that we're gonna be dealing with our current environment for some time to come. And I don't think that's terribly dissimilar to what we find um, from other sources outside the mortgage banking industry. So uh, that's a, a quick overview of what's in there. Uh, each of these uh, questions uh, uh, really opens the door to a lot more than a one word answer or a yes and no, uh, but collectively it paints a picture of the industry, how well they're operating, how optimistic they are um, and what their expectations are for tomorrow. So with that said, let me turn things back over to Lloyd and Rich and Tom and Amy. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. And uh, real quick, Lloyd, just wanted to remind our attendees, if you have any questions, please uh, feel free to uh, relay them through the chat or the Q&A and we'll voice them aloud. And as we do with all these presentations, we will be sending out a copy of the recording and the presentation to all the registered attendees. So uh, with that, uh, I'll pass it off to Lloyd, who's gonna ask Tom a few questions about the survey results. Thanks, Rich, I appreciate it. Uh, Tom, I, I wanna jump right in there because I know we're uh, putting pushing up to the hour, but I wanted to make sure we covered most of the uh, questions that I had. Uh, the first couple of questions that I had were alluded to your introduction, but I wanted you to elaborate if you could why have you conducted this survey every six months or chosen to, to conduct it every six months for the past 12 years? Um, the, the quick answer to that is that I've been a student of mortgage banking since 1977. I have studied this industry inside out and upside down. And as a result, I, I have a compelling interest in understanding what the thinking is of an industry that I have monitored for such a long time. And doing this survey allows me to accomplish that. I get a chance to talk with a whole lot of people across an industry that I'm familiar with and get to pick their brain as to what they think about these issues. And uh, for me, that's terribly rewarding uh, because it, it helps paint my expectations for what we're going to see uh, for the, from the industry for that particular time frame. Thanks, Tom. Um, my next question is, is more of a forward thinking question from based on the collective expectations of your uh, surveyed executives during this survey is, did they indicate anything about the road ahead or what they see 
from a futuristic point of view. Uh, did you ever have any conversation regarding that? Um, yes, I do. I think that all of the questions that deal with expectations, and there are 14 or 15 of those in the survey, um, lead to discussions uh, about, about the future, uh, about you know, what they think uh, they're going to see in terms of production, their expectations for revenue, what they're doing to contain expenses. And so I do get a lot of insights from them for asking those, by asking those uh, expectational questions, uh, because they do uh, give me some insights as to what their thinking is about the road ahead. And uh, another kind of a question that you alluded to earlier, but I wanted to uh, sort of have you uh, add to it, or if you have any additional input, what were your biggest takeaways from the research? And I know you mentioned Fed Chairman Jerome Powell with his recent uh, uh, meeting here just recently on talking about slow recovery and, of course, the housing market uh, stronger than we expected and the pent-up demand that's out there. What do you feel is your biggest takeaway from the research that you've done besides those points that you've alluded to? Yeah, it's pretty much those same points, Lloyd. I think the industry has done exceedingly well. They've made this transition from centralization to decentralization. They have continued to do that at the same time producing near record volumes of mortgages. And it seems like consumers have been satisfied by all of this. Um, they're getting their mortgages and we're getting mortgages from application through closing and, and beyond. Uh, uh, and so we've got an industry, unlike so many other industries, that's really performing uh, quite uh, handsomely. Uh, that can't be said for a lot of industries as we, as we look around, you know, airlines, uh, hospitality, uh, oil and gas. I mean, the whole array industries that are on their flat on their back and uh, virtually all of the companies that I spoke with, I bet 30 out of the 33 firms were hiring, still hiring, looking for more loan officers, looking for an extra underwriter, thinking that uh, you know, others in the industry who are having a more difficult time, and there were a few of those, uh, um, and, uh, and uh, you know, that they may be able to pick up some people. Uh, certainly, there are gonna be some closures, uh, it's not really directed at your question, Lloyd, but, but the honesty to which people uh, address these issues is, is quite wonderful and uh, uh, gives me uh, a, a better insight into the industry. For example, as I said, you, we, we interviewed 33, I interviewed 33 people. Uh, from different firms, only five of those are really experiencing financial difficulty. So if we do the math there, it's like less than one out of five. Um, and, um, uh, and I think that's compared to the past uh, and the fallout that we experienced in the wake of 2008, um, it's uh, uh, very, very few firms that are are going to be looking for merger partners or going to be shuttering the doors. So 
got a little away from your question, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's quite all right. You've you've definitely answered it, and then some. Um, were there any surprises buried in what you learned during this project? Uh, I know you mentioned a little bit about the grading system on the GSEs. Uh, do you have any other uh, surprises that may have come up? Um, not really. There are. I, I'm usually not surprised by what I learn. Um, with the exception of sort of that macro um, uh, item or two. And, and it's really the performance of the industry that was the biggest surprise that they were managing to push forward through a pandemic with minimal amounts of pain. Uh, otherwise, um, you know, the, the industry, I, I was surprised by the fact that the industry thinks that the uh, forbearance take-on rates are going to be as low as, as was uh, shown in the study. Uh, I think they're going to be substantially higher, and I predicate that on the fragility of the FHA market. Thanks, Tom. I have a couple of product questions, and then a last question after that, and then we'll be... Uh hand it over to Rich. Uh, the product question is basically on question 71 in your survey. There was strong consensus regarding the non-QM market being dead for a year or more. Um, as, as we know, there is a pulse in that market. Certainly there are some uh, securities being done and there are some um, uh, former players that are still originating the product, albeit at a different product design. Uh, can you share with the audience any additional input your panel of experts meant by that? Uh, did they mean, as an example, lack of liquidity to sell these loans? Or do they feel it was more like the securitization market froze similar to what happened during the 2008 financial crisis? Yeah, I think the answer to that is really a combination of the two. The liquidity within that market has dissipated. Um, as the liquidity has of all products that are not highly rated, uh, S&P, Moody types of ratings, and the investors are very circumspect uh, about the product uh, for regulatory reasons, uh, uh, but maybe more importantly, uh, just because there's no securitization opportunities. Uh, as I say, it's predominantly a portfolio market today, uh, and it's very questionable as to whether we will see a non-QM security issued this year. Uh, it was also, I hasten to add, it was, it's also a very small part of the MBA lender industry's book of business. I have raised the issue countless number of times since the non-QM market uh, came to pass a couple of years ago, and I've never found that any one firm that I surveyed did more than 5% of its business in non-QM products, and the mean and the medians hovered uh, somewhere around 2%. Thanks, Tom, for the answer. That was, that was very concise. Uh, I also had a question on number 73, and there was strong consensus uh, from your panel of experts that expect to stop offering the LIBOR arms in the next year or two, and it seems like it may be speeding up here with the recent announcements by the GSEs. Did any of them share any information with you about the alternative index uh, so far? 
the secured uh-huh. overnight financing rate and any preferences or guidance or did they just just said that they were going to uh, stop stop offering the LIBOR index? Yeah, I think it's more that they're going to stop offering LIBOR because of the scandals that have been attended to that market. Uh, the uh, London bankers in particular had for a number of years manipulated the rates and uh, it fell out of disfavor. The Federal Reserve decided, well, we'll use this uh, secured overnight financing rate as a, as a substitute. And, you know, it's basically a, a broad measure of the cost of borrowing cash uh, overnight that is collateralized by treasuries. And so I think people feel pretty confident that, you know, they're, they can go from one to another uh, without any significant problem, without a lot of interest rate shock. Got it. Thanks. And then my last question that I have, uh, which really ties in the survey results and some takeaways that you found. Uh, and and if you want to, for the audience pleasure, for the uh, findings of Tom Lamalfa's uh, survey results, uh, you can check on MGIC's website on MGIC Connects, which is under MGIC websites. So uh, feel free to do that. That's not password protected. Uh, now that we have the survey results and some takeaways, what do you feel would be pressing issues for the experts in October during your next survey? And I used examples from a housing standpoint, the values, housing values, because we're hearing mixed signals on that, and also demand for housing, forbearance, what you may see or what your panel of experts see uh, in the coming months when you do your next survey in October, uh, remote versus hybrid, what I mean by remote work from home versus sort of a hybrid model where they have shifts for people to come in and out of the office. And then, of course, we can't forget about the uh, upcoming election in November, which uh, seems to be foreshadowed by the pandemic crisis these days. So without further ado, I'll let you take it from here, Tom. Sure. Uh, Well, uh, let, let me say that when we are, hopefully we will be in Chicago in October and we'll have an opportunity to Uh, see at that point what the key pressing issues of the day are. Uh, Certainly, I think that uh, the the single most important is that all eyes are going to be on uh, the presidential and the congressional races. Um, So that will be the scuttlebutt uh, in the halls and in the meetings, talking about all of those races. Um, Intra-industry, I think we're going to hear Uh, that the concerns are rising uh, about credit risk in the FHA sector. I suspect that's going to be dialed back a little bit. Uh, It's been hovering around 20% in recent years, and um, that's mm, twice uh, what it was uh, prior to uh, the financial crisis. Uh, Another thing is that I have heightened concerns, and I think the industry will then, um, over increased forbearance rates, Uh, as I mentioned before, particularly on the FHA. I have seen studies that were done for the Treasury Department that indicate um, that as many as 50% of of FHA mortgagors will have opted for forbearance uh, uh, by the end of July. Um, that creates a whole host of concerns and problems. 
I would also say that uh, we're going to see, uh, as you alluded to, we're going to see more workers operating at home. Uh, we're going to see people going into the office maybe two or three days a week as compared to five days a week. Uh, we're going to see uh, a reduction in the demand for commercial real estate. Uh, companies are going to be able to reduce their expenses proportionate to that reduction in spatial needs. Uh, and, uh, and I think that this has become, as the lenders themselves indicated, it's, more, it's going to be more permanent as a structural part of the business model um, than it had been up until a couple of months ago. Um, so those are, those are the big pressing issues that I see that we're going to be talking about in, uh, in October. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Rich, that's all I had for today as far as some questions. And uh, just wanted, on behalf of MGIC, I wanted to take the opportunity to thank you and Tom and the entire Mortgage Collaborative team for allowing Tom and Tom LaMalfa to provide his survey findings from industry experts to your members. So really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, and likewise, uh, we want to extend our thanks here. Um, not only for sponsoring the survey, but uh, both you guys uh, being nice enough to come on and talk about the results, which uh, were very insightful. Uh, Tom, thank you very much for guiding us through that. And uh, good to hear your voice again. And uh, hopefully uh, it's uh, across a table at a restaurant uh, getting lunch soon here. Absolutely. I'm waiting for Bahama Breeze, which is <laughs> our place uh, to uh, have lunch one day uh, after things open up. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. I hope everyone takes a minute to look at the report of findings. It is not an analysis, but it does provide uh, a good ordered reiteration of uh, what's in the survey. And, uh, and there's some insights in there that you don't see when you look at the scorecard. So again, thank you for the opportunity, Rich, Lloyd, it's been a pleasure. I hope that uh, those listening in have found it useful and, uh, and maybe some of you will even uh, take a blank copy of that survey and complete it yourself and see how your responses compare to the industry. If you have an extra 15, 20 minutes, might be an interesting exercise. Again, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. For more information thank about you. how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.